hey, Nick, how are you today? Uh, you know, just a, a pretty standard work day. Uh, got here to the studio uh-huh. and um, exci- to, yeah. excited to try to record an episode. Yeah, uh, me, me too. I um, I had a really nice salad today. It was uh, a, a, a delicious salad. Oh, um, this is upsetting. Where, where's my phone? Where's, I, something took my phone. I want to go home. I don't like it. Please give him back his glasses. I don't like it. Give, give Nick back his glasses. I need my glasses. We sneak and peck our way through Untitled Goose Game on this week's Honk Did This Get Played? <laughs> I like it. Very Couldn't pass up a chance to hang with my friend Nick Weiger. <laughs> Are we rolling? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Cut that. What's your that? <laughs> Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, alongside Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, aside Matt Apodaca. Hello. I miss our spooky names. Me too. Those were fun, but I feel like I was kind of out of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have. I, uh, after Ick Diger, I don't know where I go from there. Hmm. Dick Bigger. <laughs> Dick Bigger. The scariest thing you could think of. That is the most, <laughs> that's the most horrifying thing. <laughs> um, so uh, we have the we have a game to discuss this week, uh, but uh, as our, per our new segment that we've added, that we added in the horror month, and we are going to continue on for the time being, uh, before we descend into gaming hell, we are going to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Heather and I will discuss... A gaming experience we are having that is positive no, we for don't, a minute and 10 seconds. We don't have a timer this time. Oh, I can do that. Oh, okay, great. Matt's going to do the great. timer. Matt's going to do a timer. All right, count us out. Count us out, Papadaga. Okay. Uh, Wait, who's first? Are you first this week? I don't know. Does Do we have a set order? I don't I don't know. I'll I feel go first. like you should. Oh, okay. What? Do you want to go first? No. Uh, now go. It feels like you want to go first. No, go. Is the timer going? Yeah. Or right, I'm going to start. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was your thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> This is a uh, good show. I'm okay. here from out of town. <laughs> Get it together. We haven't introduced you yet. It doesn't. Shh. <laughs> okay, ready? Shh. Yes. You're not here until we... Countdown to the countdown. <laughs> Three, two, one. So this week, this Friday, November 8th, uh, Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima's latest magnum opus. I, I would get his latest magnum opus. A magnum opus is a one-time thing, right? I'm going to say, I'm going to assume it's his magnum opus is coming out. I'm very, very excited for it. And today we got this insane news about this insane game that I still don't quite understand, which is that the godfather of podcasting, the podfather, Conan O'Brien, is in the game. He has a character named, this is Hideo Kojima's tra- uh, tweet, Conan O'Brien appears as a prepper, the wandering MC, the wondering MC in DS. You get sea otter suit when you get connected and with him. And that's time. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I'm excited for that. So, so uh, I've been playing Dragon Quest on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I'm finally farther than I was in the PlayStation 4 version. And it is such a delight. And I don't know, I asked you guys why it was so fun. Because I'm not, I've played Dragon Quest in the past, but I haven't like 
ever really fallen in love with it. Mm. And you said that it does everything, like it does a bunch of simple things very well. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent. Seven. Will you let. Don't interrupt me. No, I I know what the time is. I can look at the fucking clock. Okay, stop. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like that that turned into a compliment for me. (laughs) (laughs) The segment always works this way. Wait, do you want to play that clip even though you didn't get to it? No, it's fine. Oh, well. People have seen the clip. They've seen the the, the game is almost out at this point. I haven't seen it. Okay, we'll play the clip for Hodgman. Okay, I'll play the clip for Hodgman. Here we go. (laughs) Well, thanks for making the trip. I've always wanted to meet you. I know what you're thinking. Is that an otter on my head? Or am I just happy to see you? (laughs) That's Conan. Well... Both. I like that echo. Actually, the otter is a member of the weasel family. That's actually his I natural voice. <laughs> I have to use a modulator to get that out. By the way, that hood was threaded by the hand of my cosplay partner. And she's amazing. It's triple stitched. That's got silk. She's incredible. It does almost look like a fursuit that he's wearing. Yeah. So you need that to swim in the game? Yeah, to swim. And you have this otter-like way of swimming on your back. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's smashing a clam up on his chest. Yeah. The way an otter would to eat it. It, it looks rad just Death because stranding. It, it, it's so unclear as to what exactly is going on. <laughs> um, I hope that the whole game is just a, a set of sequences where you never find context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like he shows up and gives you a hood, like an otter hat, and, and you still don't know what the mission is. <laughs> and maybe he's just like, yeah, but what, you, what am I doing out here? <laughs> and nobody tells you. Put the hat on. <laughs> well, a game where the mission is very clear is this week's game. Untitled Goose Game, released in 2019 for PC, Mac, and Switch, and developed by Australian indie developer House House. It's a light puzzle slash stealth game with a minimalist art style in which you control a mischievous goose who pesters the residents of a small English town. And our guest today, an actor, comedian, and author, his hilarious new book that I'm reading, Medallion Status, True Stories from Secret Rooms, is available now wherever you buy books. John Hodgman is here. Hi, Hodgman. The witheringly condescending voice that needs no introduction. <laughs> Hello. Hello, old friends and new. (laughs) Speaking of being in a game that has no context, I am here. (laughs) Very, I am not a gamer. Oh, no. You're not at all. I used to be Hmm. a little bit. When was your gaming life and what were the games that you enjoyed? Probably top period. Look, I had a ColecoVision growing up. Okay. Because that was cooler than Atari. Sure. (laughs) And then I played some, I played some, I, I used to rent a Sega Genesis from uh, Blockbuster. Great. In the early 1990s. Did it come in a briefcase? Yeah, you would get like oh, a. I love that Yeah, briefcase. you felt like you, yeah, that was the game. I mean, yeah. you'd go into a place and get handed a mysterious briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> that, had foam, that had foam in it. <laughs> and then there was equipment inside. And then you put the, the you connect the thing to the thing and the switcher and the boop and all of a sudden you're yeah. playing. yeah. Whatever that Star Trek TNG game oh, was. Oh, yeah. That's the first game anybody thinks of when they think Genesis. Yeah, that was a great one. It's Star Trek game. That was good. I was always looking for a routine mission. I wanted no, <laughs> no plot whatsoever. Side quests only. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like everything going smoothly. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, but of course, that wasn't, that, that sort of what turned me off of game. Oh, games, interesting. Is oh. that you couldn't just do nothing. You had to actually do a thing. Mm-hmm. And then probably peak was when I had a, a brief period of time uh, in the in the 1990s, I had a a a, a, a gateway PC. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. Even, which, you know, I was always a Mac person, both right. before and even mm-hmm. when I did those ads. But there was a, I had a period of exile in the in the mid to late 90s because my office was all PC. Got mm-hmm. it. And um, I got some games and I played them and I played them a lot. I played it. I played the Tomb Raiders one and two. Cool. And then uh, the Ridge. And then uh, Thief was my game. Oh, that was yeah. My Thief. Still is my favorite game. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thief is, I mean, this is it, very, very old. I'm a very old person. No, you're, not, I, you're not that old. This no, is I'm our generation. Old. We remember no. Tomb Raider. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, no, I mean, Thief was, uh, Thief was like one of the. It didn't invent oh, the command, stealth genre. Command and Conquer Command also. and Conquer, or, oh yeah. Yeah, the, the first and second ones. I worked with some people who worked on the Command and Conquer franchise. Holy shit, yeah, Nick, yeah. really? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to introduce you, I can. <laughs> um, the, uh, so... Wait, was Gateway the one with the cow print? Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Just yeah. to put I it in I thought that my, was charming. My, it was charming. Yeah. Especially versus the Dell dude who is like so... He was like kind of his own thing. Like, like yeah. their marketing was a little bit more quaint. But so, a thief was thief was the actually Del, the Dell the Dell dude ha- haunted my imagination. <laughs> what? Who's the Dell dude? I don't. That's know. the point. Okay, great. Dude, you're well, getting I, a Dell. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's uh, not his name though. <laughs> <laughs> I think his name is Dude. You're getting a Dell. <laughs> because because he he of course was the the Dell television advertising person. Yes. And then I was a television advertising person for a competing computer company. Mm. And it so profoundly changed my life in every way for the better Mm. that I was terrified of of getting Del Duded because Del Duded got arrested with marijuana. He had a... I mean, you're no no lawbreaker. No, I'm a rule follower. (laughs) I'm a rule follower, but then I remember... Uh, early on in the campaign, right after I went on the Daily Show, uh, and then got this job, and yes. suddenly I was in this this world of of, of te- television that I was never supposed to be in, and um, I was at the uh, what you might call it, the Bumbershoot Festival, which is comedy and rock and roll in uh, Seattle, mm. and Doug Benson was wandering around. Uh, Mr. Contact High himself, <laughs> <laughs> and he he was filming. Um, uh, I think he was filming his movie Super High Me. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Can I interview you for this?" I'm like, "Well, I don't really smoke or or do marijuana of any kind." <laughs> there was only smoking then. That's how long ago it was. Right. <laughs> now it's like breath strips and stuff. <laughs> and uh, uh, but I, I was like, and he's like, "Oh, that's cool. No problem. You know, it's fine. We'll just talk about it." And um and I I uh, as a joke on camera I ate a roach. Oh wow! Oh that was going to be my. It's like I don't I don't smoke, but I'll eat this, and That's I funny. did. <laughs> and it was a joke, but then I that night I was like, oh no, what if I get del duded for that? What if they call me? Because he got he got arrested with a very little amount of marijuana, and, and, he, that, was, and he got fired from the campaign. That killed the campaign. Yeah, wow. I guess and nowadays I don't think he ever really recovered. Yeah, I guess in the mid two thousands that still would have been enough of a taboo where you could lose a. A big, you know, a, yeah, yeah, big commercial game. I, yeah, I but I was a, like, I was like, and I, like, did I just throw away the most important change in my career, my most important job in my life, to to make Doug Benson laugh? Is that what? I, <laughs> I mean, I love Doug, but I was like, am I that much of a like? Right. I it was need, worth it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I wanted to make him laugh, so 
It was I didn't I, I lost a job many years later. <laughs> I have a, a gaming commercial anecdote of my own, please. Which is that when I first uh, came to LA, I was house sitting. Yeah. Um, and uh, the plumbing went out in the house, and I contacted the people whose house it was. Yeah. Uh, I believe they were. I was the, very responsible. Thank that you. Was very a ste- much. That was a yeah. step that you should take. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it was the. Improvised Shakespeare Company, I think, were the guys. Anyway, they were like, oh, we've got a guy. Wait, you, you lived in the Improv Shakespeare house? Yes. That's a legendary house. It is? Is it really? Yeah, with, where all the guys lived and improved all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Come on. This is some light like, roasting <laughs> along the uh, along what I, I was getting for saying I knew some command and conquer crewers. <laughs> no, that's, I was roasting you. I was just, I was playing with you. <laughs> I just it never occurred to me that those guys might all live together. Well, I, I think it was, I was just one. like I am the pentameter all night long. <laughs> I think it was like one married couple in the, right. I don't remember. Yeah, it was no, a while ago. I'm sure it was perfectly normal. And but, I apologize uh, if the, the came off as roasting. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? This is great. Uh, but they they called the plumber and the plumber showed up and uh, he's doing his plumbing and this is my first summer ever in Los Angeles yeah. and. Uh, he, I, I'm like, he sees my PlayStation or something that's in the living room, right. and he's like, "Oh, you got a PlayStation? You got, um, what do you, you got a Crash Bandicoot or what?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." And he's like, "I'm the guy." And I was like, "What <gasps> guy?" And he's wow. like, "What? I'm Crash." And he was the guy. Remember the ads where yes. the guy was like Whoa. with a megaphone? Yeah. And I was so confused because I thought he was rich. I was like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Right. right. Is he just doing plumbing because he enjoys it? Yeah, that's right. He could he could never give it up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, even with all my millions, I still have to plumb. <laughs> well, that's what I when I first moved here, I was like, if you get a commercial, you must be a millionaire. Right. And right. that is not the case. Anyway, that was my uh gaming commercial anecdote. Um, I have a gaming commercial anecdote. Do okay. it, do it, Nick. I wrote a Gamefly ad. Okay, so. Wow. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, Nick. Are you going to ask Somehow, me if I have one? Yeah, yes. Matt. I've seen a gaming commercial. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Qualifies. That's, does it? <laughs> now that Crash Bandicoot plumber's out there listening to this. Well, like, no, I'm going to drive into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I, I don't remember his name. That's the worst part of it. Like, yeah. I only remember he was Crash Bandicoot. If I was a good person, I'd remember that guy's name. Oh, well. There's no way we could ever find out. Yep. <laughs> um, so you mentioned, it's interesting you mentioned Thief. Because yes. that is a that is one of the, you know, early, again, didn't invent the stealth genre, but one of the early stealth games. First and, person sneaker. Yeah, first per, a first person sneaker. What a way to describe it. <laughs> um, and uh, That's not my term. That was a that was a thing that I I heard at the time. You heard it called a first person sneaker? Yeah, I'll take credit for it if I if I can get it. But I've no, I've never think heard that. I've only heard stealth action. I've never heard first person sneaker. Yeah. That's what I thought it was called. It sounds I like loved a, it, I loved it because it was all about avoiding confrontation. Right. That's which is my life. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an experimental game where you are a shoe. Uh, well, that's my time. <laughs> I know I said I had a hard out an hour from now, but uh, <laughs> looks like I'm getting a message and I need to leave immediately. <laughs> Untitled Goose Game is uh, something of a third-person sneaker in that you it, their stealth is a very strong element. Yes. Um, yeah, de- oh yeah, you're right. The developers said it was inspired by the Hitman games mm-hmm. as well as Super Mario 64. Um, it uh, you know it right now it hovers around 80% on Metacritic, sold about 100k copies, and a pretty brief game set in a, a tranquil English village. As I was playing this, John, and I knew you were coming on the show. Yeah. 
I thought of like uh, your your summering in an unnamed main town where yes. you and I was like, is this where Hodgman lives? Is he does he live in this kind of village? Is this his? No, this no, is it's not. This is a very typical pastoral English countryside. Okay, village. so like there's a pub and there's like right mm-hmm. the, that whole the whole the cana- the canal system that links this world is very very English and not Maine at all. Got it. Mm-hmm. We have we have we have geese. Yeah, in, you know, in the in the country. Have you ever had a goose encounter? Uh, I've met I've met a few geese, and this is, <laughs> the game is entirely accurate. They are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what. This is what did you? I, I you know, I I I I did a little research into the game. Yes. I can't remember the name of the uh, so, so so much for research. I can't remember the, <laughs> the, the name of the developer. House house house. No no, but there's a guy. Oh oh, a je- uh, the the person behind it. Uh, Matt will look that up. Yeah, Matt, hurry up. But he released the, his initial in-house Slack channel yes. when he was like, I think we should make a game about a goose. And one of the first things that came up was like, uh, yeah, they're assholes. It's fun. It's a good idea. Yeah, it, it was apparently- they're two colors and they're assholes. <laughs> there was like a stock image that was circulated, I think, in the internal Slack. Right. And, Am I um, getting ahead of something you were going to talk about? No, no. This is this is great. I, I didn't have this in my notes, but this was this was also something I read. And, and yeah, and it, and it was just kind of like almost like a bit- in terms of uh, whether or not they should make this game, and then they right. started just got some momentum. They're like, yeah. "Oh, this actually has legs." Yeah. What's uh, his name, Matt? His name's not on the Wikipedia. Come on. Uh, yeah. You might have to go to House House and then look up. No. That I mean, this is enjoyable to listen to. This is yeah. us like fumbling around on Wikipedia, like. We're the goose. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big issue. I think this actually does point to, you know, Hideo Kojima we mentioned earlier. Yeah. But uh, not enough names are on boxes. There's in in the game industry, the the artists responsible for it are very often anonymous and it's accredited to a a development team or or very often a publisher. The publisher who didn't even put any, do any of the artistry of the game. They just, they just uh, put money behind it. Nico Disseldorp. No, that's not okay. it. That's something just you made up. Nico, Nico Disseldorp. <laughs> Nico Disseldorp. I can name. So, how many people? How many developers can you name off the top of your head? I can name. This like, is a fun game. I'm <laughs> racing Matt to the answer. Neil Druckmann and um. When you think of actual celebrities, I think of people like Sid Meier, Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you uh, know. Hmm. Sakaguchi. Yes. You know, I mean, there, there's some, uh, there's a, there's a handful of, of really, uh, really well-known uh, yeah. developers, but there, but a lot of them, like your normal game, like you will know the, deve- you will know the director of pretty much any movie, right. but the, the, the development lead of, of most games is unknown and you have to really dig around to find for it as we're experiencing right now. What about, what about, um, uh, Michael McMaster, Michael McMaster. Oh, I see that name too. There we oh, go. Yeah. Oh, you see that name too? Great. <laughs> right. Now it's my turn. There it is. There, yeah. That was it. Michael McMaster posted to Slack, I think we should make a game about this goose. And that was in 2016. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, so, uh, so the but you are used to small town life, and then that that's kind of like how this you know where your basically gameplay is. There's a there's a you're you're a goose. You are a goose if you haven't uh, experienced this game yet or seen any of the memes or, or videos. Uh, and you you walk around. The control is kind of intentionally clunky, mm-hmm. um, and you basically just you're not a graceful creature. You're not a graceful goose, and right. you just try to to disrupt people's day to day lives uh, via a, a checklist of tasks in a series of areas. Areas mm-hmm. um, that you have to complete before you advance. The art style is very, very simple. It reminds me of Katamari Damacy. Yes, yes. right. There's, uh, there's these kind of textureless, flat um, shaded. Yes, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is very. I, I do like it. Really, and the really music pretty. is very pretty. And, yes, uh, very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, you would think that this would be an extremely sort of. 
uh, NPR meditative game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, until you start getting these orders of things you have to do. <laughs> right, right. And they're very hard to do. Yeah. Uh, do your we have button, your buttons are honk, flap, right, peck, mm-hmm. or grab. And run, right? Those are the four buttons? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much a game. You can, you, and you can squat. You I don't know squat, if you can squat, squat, squat to do certain things. You can do this one. The flap. Yeah, the flap. That's called yeah. flap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is a word, and you might want to use it on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, Matt, the record show that Matt was flapping his arms. Yeah. <laughs> so you can also do this. <laughs> I've said it before. I'm not a smart man. <laughs> Come Matt. on, Matt. I'm just kidding you around. I'm not roasting anybody. Why did you even say that, Nick? Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you have a little of that piano score by Dan Golding based on a Debussy oh, composi- composition? <laughs> That's a- incredible. <laughs> I, I do have it. Here we go. That's wonderful. That is really nice. So peaceful. Yeah. And there's some moments when it gets a little frantic, but a lot of it is just sort of this. That'll do a little loop. Yeah. There were 400 different segments of music. They chopped up this piece into 400 segments and then arranged them based on intensity. So that if you were in a like frantic part of the game, they'd just use one of the fran- like hashtag frantic. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I like that. That's a nice piece of research. No take. Nothing. Just yeah. some information coming out of me like I'm a fucking computer. Like I got nothing. I have no take. Nothing. 400 segments. So to put that into perspective, that's uh, four centipedes. Oh, my God. People are unsubscribing. Yeah, smash that unsubscribe button. <laughs> I'm pretty pleased with myself. Matt, I'm hey. just not going to talk to you. Yeah. Sit here and I had like the sort of like the, a reverse gasp happen to me. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a contemplative score. Yes. For a, for a very pretty game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which has a very distinct visual, simple visual style. Yeah. It is, it is so sort of anti uh, uh, self-congratulatory. It doesn't even have a, a title for the name. Right. Yeah. Game. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, in the first uh, level, uh, you got a the goose goes around and, and picks up apples and the picnic stuff. Yes. Picnic basket and puts it on a blanket. Yeah. And then bothers this farmer <laughs> yeah. and tries to get his hat. Yeah. So that the farmer will put on the sun hat. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that was where uh, my journey ended. <laughs> <laughs> the sun hat I, is one of the is one of the more uh, uh, difficult tasks to figure out how to do in this game. And I think if there I is, I got a, his hat off his head once. and yes. he was going for that sun hat. Right. But then I stopped pressing the button or something. Yeah. And he came and he got the hat back. And I was just like, this is why I don't play g- games. Like <laughs> when you had, when I because I had seen this is a very popular game. Yes. And I think more people know it from the memes than from the game itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably. Because people are taking screenshots of this goose being a jerk mm-hmm. and and you know putting captions on it and that's th- going viral and stuff. Yeah. You know, when I first mentioned it uh to to, to my son who is a gamer. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, I know that one from the memes. I'm like, why? What? Are, what language are you talking? <laughs> yeah. He's like, peace, peace was never an option. I'm like, what? <laughs> why are you saying that to me? I'm your father. And he's like, no, no, that's a picture of the goose, you know, with a knife in its mouth, <laughs> or a picture of the goose sitting on a hatchet, and it says peace was never an option. I'm like, oh. 
And so, you know, I, I was aware of the visual style of this game. And I'm like, I, I, I would like to play this game. This is going to be fun for me. It's one yes. of those weirdo offbeat, you know, games for uh, smarty pantses. Mm-hmm. And then I just get this checklist of things to do and it's hard. Yeah. And then I get anxious. And this is why I stopped playing games. Well, I, I actually, this speaks to my experience in the game, which was I went into it being like, oh, my God, finally get to play a Goose Game. Right. And I was. The thing that you didn't know you really wanted. Yeah. Right. And like having seen the trailer, I was like, oh this is going to be a pleasurable experience. I did in my head, not just because of the art style, but liken it to Katamari Damacy, where it's like, I'm going to have like a vague goal, but mostly it's going to be a sandbox where I just run yeah, around and do shit. Right. And instead, I was immediately frustrated. Yeah. Like, I was like, this checklist sucks. Like, the the sort of... um. The, the difficulty of controlling the goose, uh, the the sort of like vagueness of your goals, like every part of it was unenjoyable. I, mm. I, I will venture this. It may all be designed that way to make you feel like an asshole goose. Mm. Like a goose doesn't have a good, a goose cannot move around very easily. Mm-hmm. A goose has vague ideas of what is wrong in the world. Sure. A strong desire to go and fix it and yell about it, mm. and yet is ultimately powerless. So, I think that that, I think that's what geese are that way. They are they are motivated by strange objectives <laughs> that have no sense, and they get really mad about it. So you think that the and I could be using this word incorrectly. You think that the um, that the control scheme is a metaphor for the action of the goose in sort of a ludo narrative synergy mm. uh, that Whoa. that allows you to um, experience. The hellishness of being a bird. Yeah, uh, I I disagree. I think, but I okay. Think, no, no. I just mean to say that the, the the whole thing proceeds from the the personality of real geese in the world, and they are really terrible. Uh-huh. Sure. And if you were going to have a sandbox type of situation where you're just going to enjoy the countryside mm. and and you know flap around, I said flap, but I also right paddle <laughs> paddle around or whatever, then it would be the Untitled Duck Game. I think that the mm. I think that the ducks are great, geese are bad. <laughs> I think that the checklist should have been invisible. Mm. I think that you should have just like yeah. gone around doing oh, stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then once in a while it would go ding, and you'd be like, oh wow, I did a thing that it kind of wanted me to do. I yeah. stole the groundskeeper's keys, and I didn't realize it was a thing I was supposed to do, but because right. I was generally that making mischief, more, yeah. that would have been more. Fun. That's a, that's an interesting approach. I will say that I like the checklist because because <laughs> you like orders. Machine. I do you like, like orders. having. I do like following orders. I do like. Like having a list of objectives that I can yeah. complete one at a time. Yes, that for right. me is like how I would wish mm-hmm. every, my entire no life need to was say it. We way. understand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I respond everything, to that. everything. Everything about you and your work. <laughs> yeah, you have a checklist of how to podcast in front of you. That's true. Uh, not going well. No. So you, yeah, you start. The garden is the first area after this brief tutorial. Yeah, you get the. There's the groundskeeper is your first human antagonist. You're getting him wet. Um, stealing his keys, trying just to wear his hat, throwing his rake in the lake. Making um, him hit his hand with a hammer. <laughs> yes, that one, that, that is the kind of thing where that's a lot of fun because there's a little bit of figuring out how do I do this and then you end up like, oh, I'm going to wait for him to hammer something and then I'm going to honk at just the right time and he's going to hit his thumb. I think that that would have been a natural thing that you would have done without the checklist. Sure. It's like once you're like, oh, I'm the goose, then you are like, you want to honk. Yeah. Like that's the most enjoyable part of the game is the honking. Yes. Do we have a do we have a clip of that honk? Oh, I got the honk. It is a satisfying honk. Yeah. <laughs> Very fun to honk at people. <laughs> Did, yeah. I mean, you want yes. It, it, the the game, you know, like 
uh, I think they drew the, uh, a comparison to Hitman, yeah, or some of those other like where you where you're a, a horrible monster. It's a permission structure to be a jerk, sure, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you want to you want to be a jerk on your own terms. You don't want to have to have homework to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it is. Yeah, you're right. Permission. And I guess you could do it that way. But you could. You'd be stuck in that garden where I was stuck. You wouldn't be able to move out through the world until you do that one thing. Right, because it's gated until you, uh, and, and I will, this is the thing I actually did like the way the gating was. It was it was very, you know, natural. It was all justified within the world. There weren't any invisible walls. And right. then when you go into a new area, I, th- I felt like it was always just organic enough in terms of, of opening it up. I, I am a little disappointed you didn't get the second area, John, because this is a, a, a thing I wanted to talk to you about. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> Um, this is a, and I think Matt has just brought this up. The second section is the high street market yes. where you, there is a little boy with glasses. And I wanted to ask both you and Matt how much this resembled you at this age, because for me, <laughs> it's a spitting image. <laughs> just, 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 just bespectacled and doughy and, and afraid of everything. <laughs> Seems to have wandered out of the house without pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it kind of looks like it's just, it's a sweater. It's down, down below his bare bum and, and getting menaced by a goose. That's, that feels like me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I definitely ran away from a dog crying before. So why not a goose? If I lived somewhere else in the country. I remember, my parents warning me about geese at some point like I remember like it it, what this game didn't introduce the idea that a goose is a villain to me like my my childhood did which is weird to think back that we all have this shared experience of somebody saying oh don't go don't no geese are bad (laughs) I did see I didn't know geese were assholes until probably adulthood because I never really saw any growing up I just saw ducks because you were raised in a box yeah (laughs) (laughs) you were raised in a Skinner box Skinner box yeah yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and so, but you, you you menace this boy. You trap him in a phone booth. You make him wear the wrong glasses. I see some of these see, puzzles. I would love, I, I I'd like love these. to get to that. Yeah, I, yeah. I could have. Yeah, I, stupid farmer. But again, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I so so when I got on camera, I once I discovered that I was I hated the checklist. I was yes. like, fuck this checklist. So when it pop up, I would just immediately dismiss it and then just wander around. And when I got on camera, I was like, oh, because there's a there's uh, for the listener, there's a small television store and uh, you wander in if you can distract the owner and then you flip a switch and you can get on camera. I saw, yeah. and honk I saw a, bunch. a video of that. It looked like fun. It, <laughs> <laughs> but like that was for me just a happy accident and so much more enjoyable than when I was at the end of the list, like frustrated. And I'm like, well. Fuck, I want to get this gate open. What do I have to do? I have to sell something back to somebody? Like, I don't want to be a party pooper. I know everybody likes the game. I hate myself for saying that I didn't enjoy it, but I really didn't enjoy it. You didn't get any satisfaction out of getting the task, make someone buy back their own stuff, figuring out what that meant, and then divining the solution of I'm going to take this boy's, uh, this this little coward boy's airplane and put it on the toy shelf in the store, and then ma- and then the uh, shopkeeper is going to assume she owns it. No, I think in part because it took so long for me to figure out what it, what that mm. meant. Like, it wasn't like make the boy buy his plane. Yeah. It was make somebody buy a thing. So there was a section where I took 
everything out of the store. Like I was just like, is she gonna, she's that like ticket machine. Got it. And and I was like, do I have to convince her to like label something twice? Mm-hmm. Like it just felt so obtuse. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, again, I like like puzzle solving gameplay. I like the, you know, for me, I just think of playing point and click adventures growing up. And I like those moments when I'm like, have to figure out, okay, what is the problem? What, what is the approach to this problem? And what is the, I'm almost trying to read the developer's mind of like, what do they want me to do? I will say some of these I feel like were a little too well, obtuse, but a lot of them I feel like I, I enjoyed figuring out. It seems like, though, mostly a matter of, of miscalibration. Like sure. If, if it were a little bit more open world, mm-hmm. you you know, we would have been happier. Yeah. Uh, if, if the if the puzzles had been a little bit a little bit more intuitive in certain ways, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or like you could have chosen to do the the weird sell something back to the kid, yeah, puzzle right or not right. Yeah. You can just move on and and let let that be a side a side mission. Like there were also times where it was like make the man go barefoot, and I see that he's wearing slippers, and I'm like, oh. Well, I get this. I know some of the puzzles were a little too simple and some of them were a little too. I mean, you could like, but solving that one was difficult. Yes. Because it required like multiple stages and you had to like. He's reading a newspaper. You have to sneak up on him. He'll take the newspaper down if he hears something. Yeah. And and I think there was a pretty significant delay in I get one shoe off of him and ran it into the neighbor's yard and just like hit it over there. And then like spent another half hour trying to figure out how to get the other shoe off of the guy. Because now he's on high alert too. Yeah. yeah, he knows you're coming for him. But at least then I'm like, I know what I'm trying to do, which is get these shoes off. Right. Mm-hmm. When when it was like, so sometimes it's like I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Right. And it's and it's annoying. Right. Or I do know what I'm supposed to do, and it's boring. Right. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. I think I, they should have made the missions uh, uh, an option, not ooh. a. You know what I mean? Like, boy, Nick looks pissed I off. Liked it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, he looks madder than I've ever seen him. He's like, did, I dare you talk about my goose this way? Did you read the big article in the Atlantic magazine? Oh, oh yeah, we got we got that play the goose game. Yeah, yeah we got that right. queued up. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll leave that then. Yeah. Sorry. Whoops. Cut. We'll just cut what you speaking. Yeah. <laughs> from, from the beginning, please. Um. So after the after this high street market area, you trap the shopkeeper in the garage. Progress to the back gardens and then the pub and finally the model village. We can just touch on a few things here, Heather, but I do like, uh, you know, that this is the area where you're stealing the man's, the man's shoes. Um, I do like that you, when you uh, hit the, um, the bell to make him spit out his tea, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. Cause that feels like good mischief. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like there's, there's, there's a few of these tasks where it's just like you be a goose in a, in a way that pleases people. Mm-hmm. And one of them is get dressed up with a ribbon. Yeah. And you just have to pretend to be a statue and they tie a ribbon on you. And the other one in the pub is that you have to, um, uh, you have to make these, uh, uh, be awarded a flower at, is the name yeah. of the objective. But the way you do that is you go up and you pose for uh, a couple of women dining together and they love it. Yeah. Those two, That's I like, I like those two little that missions. Goddamn farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Kept me from all this fun. I would have loved to have done all that stuff. I love ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, she's got like a statue. Yeah. And you have to get the ribbon off the statue and then hide the statue and then go pose as the statue as the goose. And then she yeah. ties the ribbon on you and then you go honk and you run away. <laughs> that's great. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's nice. That's cute. But I, w- I think I would have eventually, like if the game had just been open. Mm. You would like, have come no- around to that. Like Noby Noby Boy. That's another game where you're like, I have a vague idea of what I'm supposed to do, but I don't have to do anything. And it was really yeah. comforting that way. I like that. Yeah. I, don't, I like not having to do anything. Yeah, Nick. I want it to be a game. Nick, you're wrong. I 
wrong about this one. I want it to be pleasurable. Yeah, you're wrong, Nick. I don't want it to be anxiety producing for so me. So are all the people who are listening who liked it. <laughs> Wait, the kind of game you're describing to me sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> I want to be told what I should be doing there, and follow these orders. There was a game. There was a. I just don't have time for for games, and I wish that I did because when sure. I when I was burning through Thief. Like I was staying up all night long. Wow! Like just I and I could do that. I was in my twenties and I had no responsibilities, except to go to work the next day. And who cares how you feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was the greatest. And 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 my then girlfriend, now wife too, was the same way about Tomb Raider. Like she would, we the two of us would just be playing all night long, mm. and and ruining our mind. Like she would talk about how every time when she was playing Tomb Raider, every time she took the subway to her job. She would be looking for where where you have to climb to get to the area, mm. like where like places to jump up on and climb onto a ledge and then run down that way. Like the world had been infected by her game playing, yeah, uh, uh, mindset. Right. And I miss that. I do miss that to some degree. But now that I have so little time to play games, like I need a I need a assignment to play a game from you. I was so excited, and then this game just became I don't know frustrating to me. Mm. Hmm. I can I also yes. before we I, before. I, I, I also want to say that if, you know, like if the developers are listening to this, it's a good game. It's a good, it's very good at what it is. And as we know from previous episodes, I am on board with a game that is 100% what it is. So it's 100% itself. I just don't, it's like if there was a documentary about the Ford F-150. And Sounds it was good. like the best documentary of all time. Mm-hmm. That would be more up your alley. Yeah. And I'd be like, I, I, okay, it's really well-made documentary. Is this about on, was this on Hulu? Is no, this on- it's not. It doesn't exist, Nick. <laughs> is this a Netflix original? Nick, Nick why would you want to watch a documentary about a pickup truck? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds fascinating. It's an, yeah. it's an iconic American vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of history. Um, I just like the letter and then the letter F and then 150 following. It's <laughs> a pleasing <laughs> se- series of characters. <laughs> the kerning's really good. Yeah. That code is pleasing to me. <laughs> I was just going to talk through the ending sequence, which yes. is you oh, yeah. get to this model village and there's you're, you're, you have to steal a, a it's a model of the village you've been you've spent uh, the a couple hours of gameplay it's not it's a pretty short game terrorizing and then you steal a bell from uh, the church and then you have to take it back to your home um, which ends up being there's a pile of bells there so like you have to walk all the way through the town with this ringing bell um, and all the townspeople are chasing you you drop it off there and it becomes clear that this is this kind of Sisyphean thing that you uh, you've been doing that this uh, this this Fucking it's goose. A dark, re- it was a dark implication. <laughs> he, re- he repeatedly steals bells from the townspeople and they replace them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like when you uh, get to the so castle uh, This in the mini village. Yeah. The, it's the second time you use the pecking mechanic, I think. You do it on a tree once. Oh, yes. And then you do it on the castle. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have pecked more things. Mm, like, yeah. I want to peck on I want to yeah. like, peck at a table leg or something. Yeah. Just peck that little yeah. coward boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and squeal. I, I, have no, I have no specific reference for mm-hmm. this, but, but having traveled a little bit in the UK, having a miniature village uh, in the village yeah. is the kind of twee shit that they would do. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, reads, that does not read as crazy. 
Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Since I did not get very far in this game, was there a hedge maze in there at, a, at any point? No real hedge. No. There are some hedges. No real hedge maze. No, yeah. no. This was going to be a real country village shit. It would be a hedge maze. Really? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's a that's a country English country village thing. Well, like an English country estate thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There was a pub. I mean, they yeah, got a pub. They got that's a hundred cool. percent like pub. Hundred percent pub. You get to make an old man fall on his bum. That's, yeah, that's a no, hoop. That's classic. You get a, you get a guy covered in tomato paste. Uh, he sits in he sits in tomatoes, right? Yes. This sounds yes. like a delight. I, yeah, but. But there we are again. But. Uh, if I, if I, 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 but I think that that idea that that goose just keeps getting that bell and keeps throwing it. It's like the, the, the entwinement of the village and the goose and this meaningless existence, this endless battle. That's just, it's delightfully dark. Do I you, like that. Do you think the That's goose great. hated the bell or do you think he enjoyed ruining things? I, I, I don't know if he's like, to me, I, I, I read it as he is just. Yeah. It's it's like almost like a like I know he's a bird, but it's almost like a lizard brain of just like yeah. this is what he has to do. This is his just like set of tasks. He has no real conscious thought behind it. When you look in the eyes of a real goose, you see it is it is a, <laughs> it is a uh, unfathomable darkness. <laughs> <laughs> the goose does not know why it is doing what it is doing. It does not know why it feels as bad as it does. Is basically saying, please, please kill me and eat me. Like I t- take me like that. That to me, the goose is just wild. Like every. Every time going to get that bell, no matter what, that feels very animalistic to me. I like that. I've never eaten a goose. I don't think I've had duck, but I've never had a goose. I've, I've cooked a goose once. It's, you cooked it? Yeah, and served it. Jesus. Well, uh, that's my alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> it was my birthday, Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no myth of Jesus cooking a goose. That was, that's not a parable yeah, or a was, psalm. He is was it? born and he raised his hands and burned the animals <laughs> in the barn, <laughs> and then they consumed them, and that's why you eat on Christmas. Oh, you almost made my headphones fall off. <laughs> Maybe that was on the checklist. Get hot him to lose his phones. A little headphone icon appears yeah, exactly. over your head. Oh, I'm thinking about them. Yeah. No, I used to write. Uh, I used to be a magazine journalist. And I wrote about uh, f- uh, food and non-wine alcohol for Men's Journal, and I cooked a goose one time to see what it was like, and it was very gamey and mm. and tiresome. Yeah. 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 It, was t- it was a tiresome because there's a lot of there's a, a, it's, a it's a very fatty animal, mm. so yeah. you have to render off a lot of uh, goose fat. Mm. Uh, before you can cook it. Ironic that uh, the goose was gamey, and today we are talking about a gamey goose as well. <laughs> okay, Hodgman <laughs> literally stood up and, <laughs> and is leaving. The door is slamming. Hodgman is out of the studio. You could have also said it's gamey and tiresome, like Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> well, I don't consider it tiresome. Hodgman has not come back. Yeah, he, might have, he might have really committed to this he thing. Le- he left his cell phone, though, so it's all right. He'll come back. Uh, well, I guess it's time we should get to our review crew. So we'll each say something positive about this game, regardless <laughs> of how we felt about it, okay. and end with a numerical decimal rating. I will say my positive thing I feel like there is there. Uh, if you look at all the games that released this year, and you look at all the individual moments from games, I feel like a thing that is going to persist, that is going to uh, be in the be in the zeitgeist, be in the cultural conversation that gamers are going to think about, and maybe even people who don't play games are going to think about uh, for a long time. The thing that is really going to 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 um, persist. Okay, my review is what <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's really going to persist. 
is when you bully that small boy. I yeah. just think it is such like an iconic, like amazing, fun thing. And and it's and it just a goose scaring a child is just so great for to me. Um, I love this game. This is one of my favorite ones to play for the podcast. I'm gonna give it a nine point out. I think I think you experienced catharsis and you're projecting it on everybody. <laughs> you're like, I this is it. me. I'm in the game. This is going to be a cultural moment. <laughs> People love bullying the little nerd. They do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So here's my- Th- Those of us who were bullied yeah. like to bully <laughs> yeah. little was, pixelated nerds. I was bullied and I did not enjoy bullying the nerd. I, I didn't I didn't find- I was like, okay, this is just a thing I have to do. Um, okay. So here- All right. Look. <laughs> here. Okay. Okay. So it's clearly a good game. It's clearly a good game. It's pleasurable to look at and listen to. Honking is funny. The little puzzles are funny. A lot of thought went into it. It's cohesive. There's not a lot of glitches. Like, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's complete. I didn't enjoy it, but I really appreciate I would rather I would rather get frustrated at Goose Game than play a successful modern warfare. Like I'm I'm not mm. going to enjoy modern warfare no matter how good modern warfare is. Sure. Um so if I'm not going to enjoy myself, I'd rather not enjoy myself playing Goose Game. That's my review. Now I have to get I have to really think about this though cuz like in theory it's a 10, but it's not a 10 for me at all. And it's, I don't want to just give it like a five to be spiteful. Um, and then there's like some guy online who's like tracking all this, yeah. which has gotten me really into my head. Mm, don't about, overthink it. Okay. Okay. Six. Oh, you have, you have a listener who's. Yeah. Yeah. We have one listener. Right. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. That's, that sounds solid. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Great. Yeah. So our one listener, uh, my dad, uh, just <laughs> know those scores in the spreadsheet. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Matt. Okay, so I was thinking about the puzzles in comparison to one of my favorite puzzle games, Inside, uh, which is a puzzle platforming game. But the feeling I got when I solved puzzles in Inside made me feel like a genius, where I was like, wow, I'm so excited I got to this part. I can keep going. Every time I solved a puzzle that I wasn't having success with in this game, I went, oh, man. I was just like, oh, man. So... I mean, I guess that's not positive. I, I'm somewhere in the I'm somewhere in the middle between you two. I think Nick is right. This game is a cultural phenomenon. It is gonna have this like cultural moment. Bullying the nerd is fun. <laughs> but you guys are weird. <laughs> well, I think it's because he looks so stupid and sad. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna be that guy's friend. <laughs> I I will say, uh, I do wish there was sort of more of a there was less of a goal. Yeah. Where, uh, and you know what? I wish you could attack the, the kid. Too. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah, you could peck that kid. Yeah, I wish you could hurt. I wish you could hurt the kid. <laughs> Chase him into the wow. river. Yeah. Horrible. Wow. Well, if you're going to be a goose, go all the way. I guess. But so I think I have to say that this game is a, uh, this is a 7.5 for me because it is an enjoyable game, but I don't see myself ever going back to it. Mm-hmm. I think I was glad I finished it through and it works as an art piece too because it is sort of just like the end is the beginning. Yeah. Sure. You know, and yeah. like he, he he always just has to get this bell, but 7.5 is where I'm going to land. Okay. All right, Hodgman. So I went into this with uh, uh, very high hopes, very uh, eager anticipation. Uh, I think that it is a visually very beautiful and distinctive game. And I love when games create 
their own space and create something new that you haven't quite seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the the music was spectacular. I, I I did love the way it captured the sort of rudimentary and anim, mean animalistic intelligence of a goose and forced you to uh, to to suffer as a goose suffers and get angry yourself. I did think that that was, if not, an, perhaps not an intentional feedback loop, but one that created its own sort of weird art form. It's really elegant. Yeah. I read that. I, are, are we going to talk about this yeah, article? We'll, we'll we are going to. It, yeah. Can I allude to it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. So there's an article online by this guy uh, <laughs> 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 whose, whose name I have literally looked up five times over the course of this recording, and I cannot retain this information. Okay. I will also point out that after I stormed out of the room and I came back, it took me about 45 seconds to remember how to put headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe my frustration with the game is really with myself. <laughs> my own cognitive abilities are declining. I am becoming an angry goose myself. <laughs> but, the, but the thesis of the article was that you think that this is an open world, but it is just a whole bunch of homework. And I felt that, that there was something to what he said there. I felt that having those checklists b- b- binding binding me into these gated uh, gardens and not being able to get out until I do something really frustrating or frustratingly hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously it's, it's, it lowered my enthusiasm and stopped my progress in the game. And I'm the, I'm the person who should be playing this all the way through. If I'm going to play one game all the way through, it's going to be this weird game about a goose in pastoral England. Like mm. that's for me. <laughs> right. So I, I do think though that it's an, uh, an, an issue of miscalibration. I think the world should have been more open. Mm. I think that the uh, goals should have been more open-ended and discoverable rather than uh, prescribed by a literal checklist of stuff you have to do. I think you should have been able to find weird side missions and discover fun things. There's an animator named Elsa Chang. I'm not sure if you saw this. Oh, yes. She she decided to make for herself the goal to not just bring the bell back, but everything that the goose can grab back to that home base. And and it became a whole different game as a result because it was like she had to cheat cheat some in the game somehow to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did put through some gating. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that that to me is what the game should have been. Right. Um, and would have it would have been more enjoyable for me. Mm. So, but that said, it is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is a beautiful work of art, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to give it 12 out of 10. Wow! wow. Okay. No, All I'm right. going to give it 9.9. 9. <laughs> All right, 9.9. 9. <laughs> like, I can't. Right. I can't. I I can't give it a perfect score, but I do. I do think it's something. You know, I think that the 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 struggle that we're all having points to why the game is enjoyed as much by people sharing images from the game sure. as it is by people playing the game. Yeah. Because it is fun to look at and think about. Right. But it is not yet fully fun to play. And it should have been. When you said you were going to, you gave up like about 25 minutes in, I was not expecting you to give it a score on par with like Ocarina of Time. It <laughs> <laughs> was a very good score, but well, I, I appreciate it. Who's the who's the creep who's tracking all the, the, the scores? It's not uh, a creep. It's not a creep. It's just a, creep, a human. No. Yeah, he's a, he's a normal man. Yeah, he's a, a human. He's my biological father. But why, is, <laughs> but, why, but why is it getting into your head then? Well, it's got it in my head because I, I, I do, I, I want... It's fun to score the games, but I do want it to be on some metric 
like an authentic like reflection of what I experienced. Yeah. And sometimes I come in just like any games journalist. If you think that a games journalist score of a game is in some way objective, you're wrong. It is just about what day they were having when they wrote the article. And I right. think that's really important for people to know that like a game could be perfect. And you know, that person got like, like splashed on the way to Starbucks mm. and then they're going to give it like an eight. Because nothing that we experience is objective. But that being said, I do want to be somehow fair and equitable to these games as we're making these yeah. things. And I gave a 10 early on to this game, Zoom in the Night, Room in the Room Night in Sky, the night sky. Yeah. which I still stand by, but also thinking about, I'm like, well, that's not really a 10 if this isn't a 10, but it is. I don't know. The point is, I think a lot about the metrics now because we've been shown them. What, what is yeah. this listener doing with the data? Nothing. Figuring out who Just we are. Just getting into our heads? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, this person's a creep. It's not your podcast, dude. <laughs> stop. Stop. We've already privileged you too much. Stop trying to get into our heads. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I stand by my 9.9. Nine point nine. Wow. Nine point. Yeah, nine point nine. Well, say. it is out of a million. It's out of a million. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, still a very good score. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, but hey, those were our thoughts, and maybe we're wrong. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So this is we are for this week's maybe we're wrong. We are going to dig into this much discussed Atlantic piece, uh, both by us a bit on the podcast already and online certainly uh, by Ian Bogost is oh. the name of the author. Um, and uh, the the title of the piece, the provocative title is "Don't Play the Goose Game." Uh, the little subtext subtitle: uh, Untitled Goose Game is fun. The problem is all games are also work. Uh, so I'm going to read a, a some fairly lengthy chunks out from this. So feel free to interrupt me at any point. That is an insane take. Like Pong is not work. Pong is a game. Like it's a game. You can't. You right. can't. Like right. nobody plays Pong and is like, I wish I didn't have to do this. They're but, like, I am want to win. I want to beat the person I'm playing against. But that's an objective. That's a task. That's a goal that you want to try to complete successfully. But, but that by that measure, like literally everything that a human being does is work. Yeah, and I think that's kind of that. That's kind of the argument I took from this guy. Um, here, here's I'll just read you know, some of this. You know, you but know, this game is work. You know, Go. you know it was really work. Reading this article. <laughs> and now I hear you're about to quote from it lengthily. I want to run out of this room again. <laughs> Even though I don't disagree necessarily yes. with this guy. It yeah. was a lot of work. It, it, is a, it is a bit of a slog. When you Here, here we go. Here's Ian Bogos. Uh, when you first realize that you're doing the job of a goose or a person's idea of a goose's job, I guess, the game is still delightful for a time anyway. Then it becomes human work again. The certain sight gag of piloting a virtual goose around uh, gives way to the nuisance of piloting a goose around. The bird's awkward lumber gets in the way of the tasks it's supposed to make funny. Craning the goose's neck to the ground and act with a dedicated joystick button still requires the careful mechanical precision whose mastery always precedes intention and video games it is a little the the control is a little you know funky and and sometimes you try to grab something and you can't grab it yeah. correctly you yeah. know it lacks elegance but, right but i think that that's just uh on purpose a, a, it's, a, it's maybe on purpose or a programming error not not a not not an attempt to replicate how there's there's no joy in gaming <laughs> Uh, the work quickly devolves from curiosity to chore. In each of the four major village scenes, the player must complete one compound task on the to-do list, stealing a, a series of picnic-themed items from a garden and bringing them back to a blanket, for example, or a pub's place-setting components to a table out back. These lists within lists require repetition more than strategy, which is not a bad definition of completing chores. Um, yeah, and, and that's kind of, 
I will I will agree with that element that I found that that to be the least enjoyable part of the game when your task was like go shopping and then you had like mm. a, to get a toothbrush and a roll of toilet yeah. paper, a bunch of shit and I'll put it in a basket and it was just like, well, I'm just doing the same thing 10 times in a row. It's kind of it's the equivalent of a collectathon. This dude has multiple articles on the Atlantic about video games and all of them are similarly pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the concluding paragraph. Whether made from guns or geese, games will always be imbricated with work. Imbricated. I, that's a work I don't hear a word I don't hear often. I think it's made up. <laughs> but then I guess all words are. That's true. Stuck in a, a celebration or a burlesque of labor. The joke, it turns out, isn't to be found in the goose's evil pranks, which get the better of his human foes. It's in the human's use of the goose to issue meaning for their empty lives in the first place. Jesus. This is very nihilistic. This, this article reminds I just, I me. I throw myself into a pit full of bells. <laughs> uh, one of the places that I spent a lot of time online when I first was getting into like gaming journalism is this uh, forum in insert credit and this article deeply reminds me of all of the dialogue had on that forum about gaming like it was the first time I'd ever thought like oh yeah. I've been enjoying games but maybe if I thought about them I might get like gar garner some more meaning out of my enjoyment of the games mm. I really I like the article even if I don't agree with it I'll give it a 7.5 <laughs> <laughs> alright it's time for a segment uh, Heather yeah all right, guys, I've got a new segment. I'm really excited about it. Uh, this is this segment is called Untitled Quiz Game. <laughs> Untitled Quiz Game. Uh, and here's how it works. 9.9. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already, I like Perfect, it. Great, great. Yeah, perfect. So uh, there are going to be five questions, uh, and there is a theme, but you'll discover the theme as you go. Now, in order to buzz in, you have to uh, honk. Right. Oh, yeah. But, I saw that coming. But for each round... You have to honk as many as many as the round we're in. So for round two, you have to honk twice. Got it. <laughs> and for round five, you have to honk five times. The first person to honk in all the times gets gets to answer. Okay. Uh, and the questions get easier as it goes. <laughs> this may be very acoustically displeasing for, yes. for the listener. <laughs> all right, great. Here we go. Um, okay. Untitled quiz game. Question one. Honk. <laughs> All right, so you're going to answer no matter what. Here we go. Uh, summon Thunder is one of the powers of this fighting game antagonist. I should never have honked. Guess it. Uh, Raiden. Okay, no. Right. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? Honk. Okay, go. Akuma. Wrong. Oh. Honk. What? Master Hand from Super Smash Brothers. No. Uh, the answer is Geese Howard. Geese Howard from the oh, Art of Fighting. Boy, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Round two. I see. I'm we having have, a lot yes. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, this this doesn't feel like work at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is pure pleasure. All right. Bandit Chain is one of the signature moves of this Street Fighter Alpha character. Street Fighter Alpha character. Honk honk. Yes, go for it. Geese. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Street Fighter Alpha. Street Fighter Alpha character. All right, that's time. It's Birdie. Oh. Birdie. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three honks. He's, he's in honk Street in. Fighter 1, I think. I think he's in the very first Street Fighter. Yeah, and he's in Street Fighter, the Street Fighter Alpha series. All right. I forgot uh, about Birdie. Yeah, Birdie. Here we go. Uh, three honks for this one. This frustrating, broken game that used Mario assets was pulled from the iOS store after it became a raging success. Honk, honk, honk. Yes. Flappy Bird. Correct. Boom. Wow. He's wow. on the scoreboard. Okay. Here we go. Four honks. 
<laughs> the main antagonists of this piece of shit game and movie series are pigs. Honk, 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 honk. It's four honks, right? Yeah. I did four honks. Yeah, okay. Angry birds. Yeah, correct. It's All right. Only, it's the only one that I could have gotten. <laughs> this one's no, for I'm you. The, I'm the guest on the show. This one's, <laughs> John, I think guest. you'll get this one. I we'll think you'll get we'll this see. one. We'll, we'll, it's five honks we'll for the finale. Okay. The score is currently tied one to one. <laughs> this... Classic arcade game had you ride a bird to kill honk, another honk, player. Honk, honk, honk. Yes. Joust. Yeah. Oh, wow. We end with a tie. <laughs> wow. I so, saw you guys stepping back on that one. So, Let Hodgman have one. I saw what was going on. I have a, I have a, I have a tiebreaker question that okay. nobody will get. I didn't know the answer to that one because I am young. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't like that Lord. game because I thought it was weird. And what, then I joust? Got, yeah, yeah, that's I what like, I loved about weird. He was like, he's on a bird, but he's a knight. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Get this I, guy a horse. It's a, fan, I, it's a fantasy world. When I got older, I could appreciate the the bizarreness of the choice, yeah. but I just was like, for me, it was like, that was not in, it was were no not in one's, place. It was no one's favorite game. Yeah. And it was better in theory than in practice. <laughs> right. My favorite game was when you guys all were honking four honks. <laughs> 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 that was great. Uh, do you, would you want a tiebreaker question that nobody will get? Yes. All right. In Battlefield, one. Wait, so which, this is just those guys are tied, right? No, I'm you're, not all, in, you're all tied. We, we've you all got one? one? Yeah. One point. Oh, okay. One point for all everybody. Right. And so it's six honks. It's six honks. In Battlefield 1, you can play as this kind of bird. Honk, 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 honk? Yes. A pigeon. Correct! Yes. Wow. wow! I played Battlefield 1. There wow. it is! There it is. Well Matt done. Matapanaka wins. Wow. Untitled quiz game. Wow. That's it. I got nothing. I was expecting I had a full boyfriend thrown in there at some point. No, because I know you'd win that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, it's time for the question block. All right. This question is from at Cascade Up on Twitter. Do you consider Goose a hero or a villain? That's my buddy Matt Mazzani. Shout out Mazzani. Hey, Matt. Okay. He is a, uh, a villain, right? Dude, that's the fun of the game. You're making mischief. There is no good and evil in the animal world. <laughs> Peace wish, was never an option. I, I wish you'd done that as like Werner Herzog. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I'm not going to step on Paula Tompkins in his own house. Come on. Do you think his force ghost would appear if one of those <laughs> Werner Herzog in here? Um, uh, what do you think, Heather? Um, hey, he's an antagonist, but he's not necessarily a villain. Anti-hero. Yeah. Oh, an anti-hero. A regular Walter White. Yeah. (laughs) But that's our putting our human moral code onto a goose. Sure. Yeah. That's not what this goose is all about. Yeah. All right. Well, there. We answered that one. Okay. Uh, This next one is from at WPK914. Have you ever had an random- Great handle, by the way. This is a bot. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Russian bot. Who are you voting for in the next election? Uh, right. Hillary lied, people right. died. Yeah. <laughs> this one's from at WPK914. Have you ever had an animal nemesis? If so, did that affect your enjoyment of this game? Nick says yes. Oh, uh, let's <laughs> All see. All of them. <laughs> an animal nemesis. I did have, I was, I was afraid of dogs for, I love dogs now. I'm a big time dog dude, but I was afraid of dogs for a very long stretch of my my youth. I had that, that, that dog attack I alluded to earlier I was chased by a dog, but that was preceded by me being bit on the face by a dog, which is one of my first memories. Wow. wow. And, um, and yeah, and I had like, a, my, my skin was torn from my, 
under my eye to my mouth. Wow. And it was just kind of like this extended half Joker smile. Um, and my dad thought it was great. Took a picture. Uh, but, we, <laughs> but we went to, uh, went to that, but I went to the ER and that's just like, I had this, this terror of dogs. So for a while, uh, I, I guess I don't know how much that affected things in games, but I definitely ha- did not have the affection for dogs that I feel like a lot of times it's projected for a a character it, it, for for a game protagonist, and a lot of times also there's like there is person on dog violence in games, which I don't like anymore. I can't stand it anymore. But for a time, in like a shinobi or something, yeah, I'll kick a dog. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you liked bullying dogs in games. Maybe for, for a short stretch of my youth. <laughs> but there is no, there's no scarring. You look, you look great. Yeah, no, it's you, all covered up by acne scars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have a similar story. You know, uh, person. Down, I was riding bikes with uh, this girl down the street. And she was attacked by a dog, and I ran away. Yeah, that, what else could you do? Uh, yeah, no, it was a big, it was like a Doberman. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the cops showed up and shot it. Oh, my God. And she had to go to the hospital oh and get rabies God. shots. Wow. Um, so that made me scared of dogs. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I don't think w- that girl ever rode bikes with me ever again. <laughs> well, she was missing a leg. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, leg was eaten off. Yeah. So that was. That, this was this was in Chicago, right? Yeah, that was in Chicago. So after they shot the dog, they uh, planted drugs on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. This dog was no angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So that's my 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 do- my animal antagonist. Yeah. There's a dog that lives near me that I think is rude. Mm. Huh. Does That's it fart it. at you? No, it, I've seen it. I've seen it not bark at other people walking by, and then bark at me. Oh, and I don't know what that's about, but it's rude, and I don't like him. Yeah. He's big. And I don't like him. Yeah. yeah, you know what? It's funny to bully the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was playing his right? simulation yeah. game. Yeah, you, right. like, you know what? Yeah, you don't like the you're you're walking around with your glasses. That dog's like, I'm gonna make that nerd flinch. <laughs> I've tasted my own medicine. That's right. You don't like it now. See, be best. That's what I say. I can't play. If you want, if you want, so there is no there is no uh, 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 good or evil in the animal world. Yes. Right. Except, if you want a straight-up villain in a game, should the next the sequel to this should be Untitled Crow Game. Mm. Oh yeah, because crows are super smart. They're great. They are. They're. They use tools. Yeah. They're incredibly clever. They also uh, develop hatred of humans. Yeah. And they remember faces. Yes. They remember grudges. Yes. And they teach their grudges to their young. Yes, that's all true. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that doesn't make them villains. That makes them, like, have a cohesive society. <laughs> I fucking love crows. I would watch a million documentaries about crows. And it, it, a, a crow took a disliking to my child. <gasps> oh, boy. In Maine. And would every morning would go... On his on his window. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my. And uh, and and follow him down the road. <laughs> what did your child do to the crow? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I asked him. Bla- Obviously, you brought this on yourself. Blaspheme <laughs> the crow god. <laughs> <laughs> These crows aren't dumb. They're smart. Yeah. But as smart as they are, we we later realized uh, that the crow was in, in this is almost a beautiful. Uh, a perfect uh, flip side of crow personality. Mm-hmm. The crow initially was not attacking my son. The crow was attacking its own reflection in the window. Oh, oh wow. So they are self-loathing. Mm. Oh. Uh, so that, I love crows. This yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a, an untitled crow game would be fun. Did you guys hear about the, the there was somebody who built 
a, a machine in their backyard that fed crows if they deposited quarters yeah. into the machine. So the crows would fly out looking for loose change, yeah. find it, and put it in. So this guy made like the crows work for him, <laughs> right. literally. Right. And they thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was a game. Yeah. But this guy's name was Ian Bogost. <laughs> he turned leisure into work for crows for fun for himself. I think that there's something to that article, though. Yeah. In in that, and he and he he points to also social media, mm-hmm. which we presume is like a, a fun distraction, and we get we get likes and we enjoy it, and we have games with our friends on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, these corporations are taking a lot of data from us mm-hmm. and our behavior, and we are effectively spending a lot of time working for them in an unpaid way, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I think that. There is value when so much of leisure is gamified, as they say, Mm -hmm. you know, where you are trying to get certain outcomes, hit a certain number of likes, or you're playing a game where there's a lot of repetitive stuff, where it is hard to keep tune in and be like, am I really having fun? Like, is this actual fun? If if something really speaks to you and it is fun, like you knew playing this game, this isn't fun. This isn't fun for me. Yeah. Like no, I knew that. And <laughs> right, but I mean, I think that a lot of people. Wait, are you saying I'm not self aware? I, I knew. What, <laughs> no, no, you're. I knew what my experience no, you're, was. The thing. But that's. I, but I'm. I'm applauding you for that because okay. I think a lot of people when they play games or do quote unquote leisure, they're not really tuning into whether this is really fun for me or whether this just is supposed to be fun. Why, you know sure. I mean? Why are you pointing at Nick? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I listen to all my podcasts on 3X speed. Just get through as many as I can. I have to enjoy this culture. I have to enjoy this culture. This will make me seem human. <laughs> if you have a, uh, sorry, go ahead, John. No, that was it. If you have a question or comment for us, uh, hit us up at at HDTGPaw. Nailed on it. our social Look media, at you. two P's in there. It's a, it's it's difficult to get all those letters. <laughs> also, up. sounds like a bot. <laughs> it does a little bot. John Hodgman, um, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell us about the book and anything else you'd like to plug. I just have a new book out called Medallion Status. Uh, hashtag Medallion Status. Bit.ly slash Medallion Status. All capital letters, all one word. Hashtag Always Be Plugging. It's my new book of funny first person stories, um, and uh, I hope you like it. Also, you can always listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast every week on Maximum Fun, another network. Um, I am reading, uh, uh, John, I, I told you before the party, I'm reading your book right now, and it is it is an absolute delight. And Thank you very much. Writer, so so are, I recommend are, it to anyone. You are all absolute delights. Great. It's such a pleasure to visit with you. Yeah. 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 I'm reading the Galaxy's Edge book. How is oh. it? Um, you know, you know, you know when you're having fun and when you're not having fun. <laughs> I feel like you're it's, one of those I'm, I'm reading it for like the work of, of like, <laughs> what is the canon in here that I need to learn about Star Wars? It's unenjoyable. Yeah. It's, un- <laughs> it's work. Oh God, I'm not going to enjoy it anymore. It's work. I just, if Disney is listening, I do, I do not support this opinion. I, uh, <laughs> I love everything you do. Uh, please don't cancel me from culture. <laughs> uh, Matt, what's next week's game? Uh, next week's game. Shaq Fu. Mm, I hope his game is better than his free throw percentage. I swish we didn't have to play it. <laughs> uh, we have fun. Heather, uh, we should end things, though, here on a serious note. Yeah. So you and I have recently been working with this charitable foundation. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, oh, fucking. Okay. God damn it. Not now, Goose. Yeah. Oh, we're trying to get the uh, word out. He's lo- he's logging into our charity. Please don't do this, Goose. Please don't do this. He's draining our bank account. Fucking Goose. Fuck you, Goose. He's got a gun. 